What we gon' do, motherfucker? Lights out. I told y'all this is the one I owe y'all. When you see me, yo, 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 boy Nino. Another episode of the Big Picture Podcast. Of course, I am joined by my guy, KK. What's good, bro? How you been? Yo, yo, yo. It was kind of a quick turnaround, but I guess a lot has happened since the last one. A lot has happened. A lot a of lot. New York stuff has happened. A lot. Which which one you want to get into first? We damn sure uh, gonna talk ball, ball, ball. Yo. Yo. Did your mic cut off? <laughs> yeah, that shit cut off. <laughs> Fuck it though, we still recording. Uh um, yeah, so I don't know which one did you want to get into first? Uh it doesn't matter which one you want to get into first. I mean, I I'm shit, if we go we could which? we gonna talk basketball, so you wanna get the football out the way? Yeah, 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 we can do that. Oh uh, man. So the so the Giants lost again to the yes. Jets. <laughs> Yeah, I seen. So like, I mean, I don't know where we go because if you want to go on like the plus side, Daniel Jones had a really good game for the most part. Uh, you know, he didn't fumble the ball. Well, he kind of got saved from fumbling the ball. He did have a sack strip because he was holding the ball for too long. And then, um, aside from that, defense wasn't great again. Uh, I mean, the they uh. The front line played played pretty good, I'd say. They they kind of made things tough for Sam Darnold. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. Because, first of all, Saquon Barkley is not healthy. Uh, he clearly hasn't been healthy. He came back way too quick from that high ankle sprain. He only had, like, one yard or something like that. But uh, here's, here's my frustration with things. A lot of people are talking about fire the coach, this and that, right? Look, I think Shermer should be fired. You know, in two years, we're worse now than we were a year before. You got to you gotta wonder, is he the – yes, he was the coach that helped draft the quarterback, but is he the coach that's going to take the quarterback to where he needs to be, which is ultimately the most important thing, right? Um, I think he needs to go. The defense is projected to give up like 400 – something points by the time the season's over which is really bad you can attribute that to not having pieces or you can attribute it to a lot of guys being young either way they're not they haven't really gotten better this kid deandre baker who they traded up for in the first round was talking about uh last week or maybe the week before he doesn't even know the playbook we're past the the half mark of the season bro like this is this is just nuts to me yeah i I see what you're talking about. I seen uh, Jones had four touchdowns, but the defense gave up at least like four or five touchdowns themselves, which is kind of hard to recover from. And yeah, like like you were saying, I think the defense definitely needs some working on. And uh, as far as firing a coach, who who do you think is out there that they could get if they do fire? I don't know. That's the thing. But I know that it ain't working with him. See, that's the problem, bro. I also think they need to fire Gettleman. You know, he's done. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I agree. He's done some things. You feel me? Like, yeah, you found DJ. We all crucified for him. But it worked out. He's found some other pieces that I like, like Lorenzo Carter, one of the defensive players. 
Uh, this kid Darius Slayton, the wide receiver out of Auburn that they got in the fifth round, he's pretty good. But the 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 bad moves, oh, they outweigh the good moves. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't really give him more than than drafting. Like his off season acquisitions, as far as free agency goes, have been terrible. Alec Ogletree, um, Antoine Bethea, basically any any anybody who used to play for the Arizona Cardinals is on the Giants. I have a question. Another one of his offseason moves was getting rid of Odell. With how bad Odell has looked this year, does that make his move look a little no, better? No, because that's <laughs> the, first of all, you can't. That's Odell. Odell's a wide receiver. Somebody has to get him the ball. Like, you know, for, and I'm, I'm going to get on that too, because I was told that Odell was being held back in New York and playing with Baker Mayfield is going to unlock his potential and he was gonna go crazy baker mayfield looks like the worst quarterback in that draft so far his record against 500 teams is under 500 like i think he only has one win against five against a 500 team they just lost to the to the broncos which is a really bad loss um and, and yeah, so nah, you know, I think odell is just not on a very good team even though they have some really good offensive pieces yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you too. That I think Gettleman needs to go too. I think they like ownership needs to just start from the top down and get rid of everyone and just like like you were saying last time, just commit to a full rebuild. But that's the that's the other thing too, though, bro. Like I gotta put I if there's anybody I'm gonna blame for this, it's not gonna be Dave Gettleman. I'm gonna blame John Mara for it because John Mara was the one that hired Dave Gettleman. John Mara. <laughs> He didn't want to. He didn't want to go outside of the Giants family. He wasn't comfortable doing that. He wanted to to hire somebody who used to work for the Giants, and honestly, he Gettleman doesn't really have a great track record. Yes, the the Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl when he was the GM. A lot of that team was already assembled, you know, by the time he got the job. Like here, we're in the second year. Gettleman, he's basically he completely poached all the Reese guys. The only two guys that are Reese guys left on the team are Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, neither of who played yesterday. Um, you know, this is Gettleman's team. This, his fingerprints are all over from the quarterback to the offensive line on down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in, in the two years he's been here, you think this is like their lowest point, losing to the Jets the other day, who have been like terrible this year themselves? It's not the fact they lost to the Jets that makes it their lowest point. It's like the events that have gone throughout the NFL that makes it their lowest points. Like the Miami Dolphins have have the same amount of wins as the Giants do right now. They we know that the Miami Dolphins are not trying to win this year. Uh, the Jets lost to the Miami Dolphins, who we and we just lost to the Jets. You see what I'm saying? So uh, this this it's 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 been all downhill since Mara got rid of Coughlin. You know, uh, I just think they, they need to co- actually commit to a rebuild. They need to get rid of Gettleman because, number one, he should not be making the, the pick on draft night, and he should not be picking the coach. He's the one He's the one that hired Pat Shermer. Honestly, I heard he wanted uh, Josh McDaniels or Matt Patricia before he wanted Shermer, neither of which I think are good candidates at all. Josh McDaniels was not a good head coach in Denver, and Matt Patricia hasn't been that great of a head coach in um, in Detroit. You feel me? Like I, I don't believe I don't believe in in picking up uh, anybody from the Belichick uh, coaching tree. It's just never worked out, and I, I don't expect it to anytime soon. So we're, 
I get like the season's basically over from here, but where do you think is it full on tank time? Oh yeah, bro. We bring it bring on Chase Young, you feel me? We look we third in the <laughs> draft order right now. Uh he's the best player. We seems like we don't need a quarterback anyway, so yeah, let's go let's go. And then like you said, commit to a full rebuild. <clears throat> where do you see like the next year or so going? So like you say you need to work on the defensive line and stuff like that. And then, you know, uh, bro, we need like corn. We, we need cornerbacks. We need uh, maybe another wide receiver. We need uh, inside linebackers. You name it. Just ed- an edge rusher, <laughs> which is why I said I wanted uh, Chase Young. But yeah. So we need linemen. Just about everything, basically. Yeah, yeah, just about. So. I, I just don't see where like oh I guess I do you, just like you said it's time for a full on rebuild get rid of I, like I said you might as well start from the top down fire everyone and just start all over. But it's not like they have to get this right, bro. This is the second time that we're firing a, co- a coach after t- uh, after two years and you know Reese was there for a while but you got rid of him. I, I would hope that they fire Gettleman because like I said it's, he's done a lot more bad than he's done good. Uh, you know, maybe if you want to make it, I guess, a better story for him, you could kind of say he's retiring because he is old. But honestly, the guy that they should have brought in there from jump was Lewis Riddick, who works for ESPN right now. Yeah. Do you think he'll be an option if they do fire Gettleman? Of course. Well, yeah. He uh he applied for the job the first time it was open. The thing... Uh, oh, well, my, I guess my question more is, do you think they'll consider him? Like, you think he'll get the job this time? They, he should. They should. Like, un- unless you find, unless there really is somebody better, I don't know. But they should. I, I heard the other thing I heard is uh, they've actually been scouting the Baylor head coach as possibly the next uh, coach of the Giants. I don't. I don't know if I'd say that that's a, a, a good move or a bad move. Um, you always wary of guys going from college to the pros, but um, you know they've kind of been rumored with him a lot, and he another guy that has Giants history. Yeah, like you said, I I don't really know <clears throat> what coaches would be like out there right now as a perfect fit, but like you said, I think it's take time and then just like I don't know if they they like you said they can wait until the off season and just make it seem like he decided to retire to make it look better, and then from there just start it from the top because it's been like like you were saying like a couple of years of this. When's the last time the Giants really had a good season? Was it that? It was 2016. Yeah, it was that. Uh, the, but that was lost never to the, to was the that Packers. The, to the, yeah, it was that, first round to the Packers. That Miami trip game? Yep. Yeah. But that, again, that, with that with the way that team was built, that was never sustainable. That team was built on a really good defense and then Odell Beckham. Literally, the offense was Odell Beckham, and then you had the defense making stops. It, was, it wasn't sustainable, and we saw that as soon as they got to Lambeau Field. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I like. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think what get what gets me tight more than anything is I'd heard that John Mara, to, like he was getting asked by reporters if he had any comments because he's storming out the building mad. For Giants fans have been storming out of MetLife Stadium mad for the past three years now, bro. Like, welcome yeah. to our world, number yeah. one. Yeah, I I just think it's worse. And it puts it more in a, a perspective when you lose losing to the Jets, who are also having a terrible season. So it's like you're losing to a terrible team, but you're also losing to the Jets. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a so. bragging rights thing because it's New York versus New York. But if there's anybody he should be mad at, it's himself. Like, you are to blame when it comes to this. You put, you are the one that made these decisions to put all this together. This is on you, John Mayer, not nobody else. Yeah, but hopefully this, like, like is a wake-up call for him. Let him know it's time for some changes. It's time. It's time to get things right. Things haven't been working out. <clears throat> so hopefully this is, like, a good, like, a bad good thing. You know what I mean? The loss is bad, but hopefully this is, like, a wake-up call for him to get his stuff together and start making some changes. Yeah, you can only hope so because, man, this is bad. Yeah, I know he, does, he doesn't want his brand like that losing to the Jets, so. And it's been, like, they've been bad for a couple of years now, so it's definitely you know, time. You know, you know what might have helped this season, though, bro? You know, just acquire, with acquiring Daniel Jones and seeing the things that he can do, you know, because he is mobile, he, he can throw the ball. Imagine if you could have had Daniel Jones throwing the ball to Odell Beckham. Where do you think this season would be right now? Uh, well, clearly we'll be better than we are right now. But, like, <clears throat> early in the season when we were 2-2, two and two, so we at one point we did have a shot two, to beat two and two, but who did we beat? You hit, yeah. like all right, the Tampa win was pretty good, all things considered. But then you beat the Redskins. But I got my point was more so that we at one point I guess it was still early in the season, but we had a shot. So you think that would be like would be a little better than that. So I think we'll definitely, if not in playoff contention, we'll definitely have we we'll definitely be like have a shot at it. All I know is the Giants are worse this year than they were last year. And Odell is gone. Eli Manning's not the quarterback anymore. It's all it, the last couple years have been about finger pointing on who's to blame. Like we're we're running out of who to point to. Yeah. That's that, that's what I said. It's just time for time for that rebuild. Who else I guess the, the next is the blame is the coach right now. I mean, the coach is always going to get there. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh, I, I mean, when when Shermer first got hired, I, I'm not going to say I loved it, but, you know, I, I, I did like Pat Shermer. I think he kind of galvanized the guys well, but his play calling hasn't been very good, and he makes really questionable decisions. Like yesterday, he uses four timeouts in a row with four minutes left. How did that work out? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I see what you mean. I... Like I said, I, I don't really know what to say at the moment. <laughs> it's, it's a tough day for Giants fans. It's been been a while, bro. The, even the uh, the celebrity Giants fan license plate guy, he was even at his breaking point yesterday. Yeah, like I was saying, it's just like it's bad losing, but then losing to the Jets it just makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anybody that's expecting Shermer to get fired anytime soon, he's not. It's probably better that way that he doesn't, at least for Daniel Jones' sake. But I expect some changes so, to be wait, coming. You think he'll be there next year, or no? You think all, all like so? You think the change won't come into the off season? Yeah. Yeah, I I <clears throat> I see that too. At this point, you might as well wait into the off season to make the change. The season's like basically a wash. Not unless you really want to get a different coach in there, but. At the time, were they really are they gonna hire someone midseason like this? Probably not. No, it's not gonna be like uh, a couple years ago when they fired McAdoo after the uh, I think the loss to the Ravens right after they had benched Eli. But they had to do that. That was just their whole situation was just bad. Yeah, I think uh, 
the offseason move just makes the most sense. Let them play the rest of the season out. And then most coaches want to get in, like, when they have a training camp with the team and be able to have an offseason with the team. They, but they, like it can't, they can't be like how the, what the Jets did last offseason where they, they let their GM make all these moves and then they, they get rid of him and bring a new G. Like, Gettleman, like I said, Gettleman should not be making the, the draft pick on draft night. He should not but, be choosing who the next coach is. I, to what you said earlier, you said Gettleman has made some good draft picks, so you think you still want him out there before the draft? No. You still want him out before the draft? 100%. <laughs> yeah, I see your point. I guess the, <clears throat> the next GM can get in and pick a player with his vision and what he has in mind for the team. Yeah, because I think the other thing, the other thing coming in, too, um, they're gonna have some some money to spend in a, not uh, this off season, but the following off season. And like I said, from everything we the moves we've seen Gettleman make in free agency have not been good. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to manage it before. I mean, that's all I got on it. Like I said, I'm on, my beef is my beef is more with John Merritt than anything, because that, like that's that's who I put up, who I put this on. But I got I got a question. You think? People just don't want to sign with the Giants or Gettleman's doing that bad of a job. Why would you want to sign with a team that's not in no position to win? Yeah, but yeah, but I'm talking about like through his tenure here. You think it's more people didn't want to sign with them, or well, he's just doing gonna... a bad job of recruiting, I guess, or signing who, who, people. Who who were you gonna pick up? You know what I mean? Like they're just they're a mess. They don't have right now. They don't even have money to spend like that. But the money that they have had to spend have been bad pickups. Like I said, Alec Ogletree hasn't been great in coverage. You let Landon Collins walk for nothing and and bring in Jabril Peppers in this trade. Look, I, Landon Collins had his issues, but Jabril Peppers is no Landon Collins. Yeah, so <clears throat> it has been like he's definitely made some terrible moves, but I was. And then the saying, other move, and then the other thing, the trade deadline. Wait, why would you? That de- it still makes no sense to me trading for Leonard. You gave a third and a fifth round pick to the Jets for Leonard Williams. This team is in no position to win, but you make a trade for a win now mode type of trade. Yeah, that's just <clears throat> wasting draft picks. Which, like you said, if they go into a fall and rebuild, you definitely gonna need that right now. So that trade makes no sense at all. You're, just that's wasting, you get, you, you're wasting assets that you can use that you're definitely going to need. Not even use, that you're going to need at this point. Because I don't see what what they could do to be in contention in the next year or anything. So it definitely looks like it's going to be a full-on rebuild. And not having those draft picks just doesn't make sense at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at with it, bro. I'm just getting frustrated talking about this shit more and more. Yeah, I guess it's time to start looking for the draft and looking at some players. Need to look at some personnel first. <laughs> so, uh, owner-wise, you think what? Like, what is your prediction? You think he's gonna make changes, or you think Mara? He needs to. I think. I think if. From, but from do you what think heard, he's going he, to? He was pretty pissed off yesterday from everything I heard. He didn't even answer nobody. He just kept walking. So I, I think that says a lot. Yeah, like I said, it might be a good bad thing. <clears throat> Maybe the Jets, the this loss to the Jets, really, is gonna wake him up and let him know it's time for changes. hundred percent. You need sometimes, like this might be like the icing on the cake. Yeah, did you? You ain't even get to watch that shit yesterday. Nah, I seen some of it when I was covering in the game before the game. Then I yeah, seen the highlights after it. 
you ain't miss. I think the only really highlights of it was Darius Slayton had a really good game. It, I felt like I thought Daniel Jones outplayed Sam Darnold to be honest with you, even in a loss. And that's two straight. That's two weeks in a row that he is a a four touchdown game. Yeah, I think I looked. I think Sam Darnold only had like two touchdowns or one. He had uh he threw he only threw for one touchdown. The other was uh L Bell running in. Yeah, so I. <clears throat> As bad as everyone thought the pick was, I guess the one bright spot this season has been Daniel Jones. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I can't argue that. And this is coming from a guy that yelled at the TV when I heard his name get called. Yep, same. I was like, well, I didn't say who is he because I seen him play, but I was like, <clears throat> I definitely think that was going to be the pick. Yeah, me. So I, 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 think, I, I think it's I mean, one of those things like with Phil Jackson and Perzingis where like he just took a, like, he took a reach and it just so happened to end up working out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good segue, by the way. Into the Knicks, some more New York drama. Some more New York drama. So the Knicks got blown out at home by the Cavs. Yes. Uh, young young number two was out there looking like a young Kyrie. Nigga, Colin yeah. Sexton was out there yeah, looking like a young Kyrie like, on him. He put up like 30 or something like that, right? Yeah, I think he had like 31. Yeah, that was uh, that was nuts. I didn't really get to watch that game, especially when I saw the score. But I did some things I uh, kind of questioned was I, I actually watched the Knicks-Dallas game on Friday, a game that they won. I thought that was probably the best game that Lakeen has had in his career on both ends of the floor. And he actually – that was it was two games in a row that he played very well. And then from what I had heard uh, yesterday – you know, he played, the kid played, he's the point guard. He plays well with the ball in his hands. And yesterday they didn't really put in a, put him in a position to make plays, really put the ball in his hands, try to make decisions and things like that, which ended up not being good for him. He didn't really have a good game. And then uh, I think as far as everybody else, like I'm not seeing young guys get developed. And I think it comes in a question. Fisdale's kind of got a, a stigma around him, I'll call it. You know, as, as far as uh, when it comes to him and foreign players, one of the reasons he got fired in Memphis was because he was beefing with Gasol. Uh, I think he even benched him for, like, no reason at one point. Um, and it's, it's kind of, to me, from what I've seen in the two years he's been there, when it comes to Nitlakina, it seems like he really not he's really not feeling the kid at all. And don't get me wrong, this doesn't seem like the Nick. Well, Nitlakina was Phil Jackson's pick. Uh, but it, it doesn't seem like the Knicks have really given Nitlakina a shot there. But he has shown flashes. So you have that. He's he's made uh, questionable decisions as far as his rotations and everything go. So I, I'll say that, you know, he's not uh, absolved from any blame. He definitely deserves some blame. But the thing that every, that's got everybody in a frenzy is right, at, right after the game when you're expecting to have Fisdale come out for his press conference – uh, the president of GM, Steve Mills, and Scott Perry jump out there and basically put all of this blame on the coach without actually saying it. Now, now I'm gonna give you how I view this, bro, because you know I I I've come to learn a lot of things about Steve Mills. Steve Mills is the king of deflecting blame. He's been with the Knicks for 20 years. Um. It's, you you have Dallas coming coming into New York this week. Porzingis' first game in the Garden since he got traded. It seems to me like they're trying to get ahead of like they're trying to get ahead of this before anything comes up. It, it also seems to me that they probably 
heard it from the owner about where they're at. Look, the Knicks could have hired Budenholzer. They could have hired Jeff Van Gundy. They could have hired Mark Jackson. All three of those guys were interested in the Knicks job. They chose to hire Fizdale. That was their hire. They're the ones that built this roster. This is not a good roster. They signed four power forwards this offseason. Like, if I want Knicks fans to not get this twisted. Fizdale deserves blame. He does not deserve all the blame. Yes, I uh, when I talked to a lot of Knicks fans too, they all complained about his rotations. Like you said, like a lot of people say he's inconsistent with his rotations. Like <clears throat> the guy can have a good game and just not play the next game, or have a solid game and not play the next game. But I also I agree with you. Like for them to come out like that, like they put a solid roster out there, and for them to just kind of put all the blame on the coach is crazy to me because they, like you said, they signed four power forwards in the off season. They're starting one of them at small forward which <clears throat> he can get away with playing small forward but they signed so many power forwards that it doesn't even make any sense so they haven't put the right pieces around Fisdale for them to really complain about Fisdale and I seen earlier that uh they laying down the ground ropes ground works to fire him if I was him I'll just I'll just resign right now before they fire me but I nah, he wouldn't do that just he's still got the two years on his contract so um um I, I could see why why you why you would say that, but you know, I wouldn't expect that from him. Um, but like but, they put him in a tough situation because now all yeah they, yeah definitely it's yeah. a New York it's New York media and now all the questions for the next next couple of days are going to be directed at him and what he feels about already, it and everything that happened. Like now he has to address the media. They already have too. I've already seen seen him getting questions about it this morning. He did a good he did a good job, kind of deflecting it a little bit. But yeah, they put him in a bad seat. You don't come out and do something like that, bro. If you're gonna come out after a game like that, then you announce that he's fired. Honestly, a lot of people when they saw them come out thought they were gonna announce that they just fired him. Yeah, like I seen Stephen A. say that. You know how uh, people who do analytics do uh, tendering tendering in- increments. So after the tenth game. I don't know if they're really on the analytics stuff over there, but after the 10th game for them to come out, I kind of figured it was something along those lines. But still, that's like you were saying, that's not something you come out and do unless you, like, you're about to fire the guy. And now he's still on the team. He still has to answer questions and stuff like that. So it was just like it didn't really make sense. And even I seen one of the, the media people ask him, like, like, why are we here? <laughs> like, they didn't even know. It was like a surprise press conference, which is crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was just like it's 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 them trying to get ahead get ahead of what's to come, bro. Because they are definitely to blame for this, and they're just trying to keep keep that blame from going their way. They they completely put it on the coach, and you know it's it's not he it's not completely on the coach. They're the ones that they're the, first of all. You're the ones that picked him over some other very good candidates. You're the ones that put this roster together. You are very much to blame. And it, here's another thing I'll say. Honestly, it does not matter what coach they bring in. As long as Steve Mills is in that front office, has anything to do with the Knicks, nothing is going to change. He's been with the Knicks for 20 years. They've done a lot of hiring and firing in those 20 years. Yeah, I, like, I don't... <clears throat> I don't know. That that loss to the Cavs is pretty bad, but I don't know what they expected out of the Knicks this season. I think a lot of people kind of feel like they are who we expected them to be. I actually think they've kind of outperformed. They haven't won. Like I said, they need to get better at closing games and stuff like that. But the Cavs loss was terrible, but I think they had some very encouraging losses 
which is kind of hard to say, but like they've been in a lot of games. Like the first game against the Spurs, they just lost down the stretch. The game against the Cavs, they just lost because of a Kyrie game winner. Like they've been in some games, I mean, and they've is. been playing tough. Uh, man, that, that, when you watch that Cavs loss, bro. Yeah, that, it, like I said, the Cavs loss is terrible, but that's one out of ten games. I mean, I guess it's worse that their record is two and eight or whatever they are. But <clears throat> I guess I didn't expect too much out of the Knicks anyway. So for them to be in to be in games and fighting and playing hard and having chances to win, I think should be at least a little. But that 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 was them last year, and they were purposely trying to. That, see, that's the that's the downside of tanking. When you're tanking, your young guys aren't learning how to win. All they know is losing, so they're not really learning how to how to close out games. And so now you're kind of just seeing the uh, the effects of of all of that now. Also, I don't know what they expected out of Julius Randle. I didn't think that he was going to have some superstar year, especially now that they expect him to go from, like, a number two option to number three option to a number one option. But that, there and, you go, though. That's, that's in why New York. That's, that's why they thought he was going to have this superstar year because he was a number two – he was a number three, number two option in both L.A. and um, – in New Orleans, so they watched him have these really good games, and they're thinking that he could be their guy. And this, no, once once he starts getting that attention put on him, he's not gonna play that well. And I mean, Julius Randle, he's done, he's had some positive things. I feel like he does uh, way too much in certain games, like when he's bring. I don't need Julius Randle bringing up the ball like that. Give the damn ball to your point guard. Yeah, I like like you're saying like number one option is different, but then you're a number one option in New York. Like that's really different, and that's really challenging. And I just didn't think Julius Randle was that, but they Bobby Portis, I guess, has been a little solid. And, uh, He's been alright coming off the bench. Yeah, I think uh, I seen that Mitchell Robinson. People, I know Nick fans were high on Mitchell Robinson. I seen that he wasn't even starting. He got to got he got taken out the starting lineup the other day. That's your inconsistencies with Fizdale again, though. Yeah, so I think. Uh, I can't remember the rookie. Uh, R.J. Barrett, I think he's outplayed expectations a little bit. He's. I felt like he's kind of come, like a lot of the rookies have uh, throughout the league, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. He hasn't been having the greatest of games the last couple couple games that they've had. Um, like that Dallas, the Dallas one they had, he didn't, he didn't really play well at all. Yeah, I guess it's like <clears throat> they have that big win against Dallas. And I guess they, I guess they expected to come home and keep the momentum going. That Cavs loss was a, it was a terrible loss because the Cavs are terrible. So to lose to the Cavs like that, <clears throat> I see why everyone's upset, but the way they handle it, handled it, handled it, I don't think is it. It's not, but bro, that's that's what I mean. Like he is the king. I actually got that on from like a professional in the media i'm not going to put his name out there but it's a person that that's criticized the knicks a lot throughout the years um and you know he's the one that really put me on to steve mills because at one point like when they first you know uh promoted him to president and then they hired scott perry as a gm i'm thinking you know they're in a better place and you know he told he gave me to he gave me to run around bait well not the run around but he uh he he put me on game, and everything he's told me has been true from what I've seen. And you know, just to make a note about Scott Perry, I think Scott Perry's gonna end up being more of a scapegoat than, for this than anything because Scott Perry's really respected around the league through a bunch of NBA circles. Um, and you know, watching that press conference seemed like he didn't really want to be there to begin with. It was kind of more like a I have to do this kind of thing. But yeah, man, uh, Steve Mills. 
It do, they can hire Jeff Van Gundy. They can hire Mark Jackson. They can hire whoever. Like, y'all can hire, y'all can hire Pat Riley as the coach in his prime. Or Phil Jackson as the coach in his prime. I know that's a sensitive subject for Knicks, but, uh, like, it's not going to change as long as Steve Mills is running the show, bro. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Two bad New York losses this week. And like you said, uh, the Giants GM just walked out and didn't answer no questions. <clears throat> and the owner, I mean the owner. And then you see how the Knicks handled it. That's just crazy how <clears throat> uh, two bad New York losses and they handled it in like two opposite ways. Yeah, that's but I, I, yeah, that's definitely one of the things that's pissed me, pissed me off about the Giants because neither the Giants owner slash president and their GM have, have talked to the media at all this season. Yeah, I, the the Knicks situation is tough because like like I guess I'm seeing it as I didn't expect too much out of them and they were they played hard they've been playing good a little bit so I figured I mean the record doesn't show it but I thought they were having at least like a solid season the Cavs loss is just terrible though there's no excuse for that loss not only that bro but like just I'm gonna keep harping on the Steve Mills shit like can you agree with me that Larry Brown was a great head coach. Yes. He did not win with in when he was with the Knicks, though. Uh, a lot of people didn't win when they were with the Knicks. <laughs> there's a re- but there's there's a reason these guys are not. It's one of the reasons why Pat Riley had actually left had actually left uh and to to go end up with Miami is because you know these coaches they're not they're not putting these teams together. They might put, have some input on you know who who they'd like or what kind of players they'd like, but they're ulti- they're ultimately not putting these teams together. Yeah, it's it's the GMs and stuff. That's what I'm saying. They kind of have a lot to do. They have a, a a lot of blame for this. So for them to come out and just blame it on Fisdale and really put it on Fisdale, they need to look at their roster. I guess you, no one can really make changes until like sometime in mid December. But like they need to look at their roster and realize that they just didn't put a good team together. But bro, like. I feel like they hired Fisdale because they thought that was gonna uh, that was gonna be what attracted players to come play for the Knicks. I heard Wojnarowski, you know, kind of hit it right on the button. Like this is pro basketball. This is not college basketball. Coach is not recruiting players to come in. You know what I'm saying? And you know those top free agents never even really took a look at the Knicks this offseason. Yeah, because like KD was saying, the Knicks just aren't the cool thing right now. And a lot of people, like, you, they still have to win. Like, he can attract players and stuff like that, and people might want to come play for him. But at the end of the day, people still want to win. So, like, they just haven't put quality people on the court for not even, like, for him to coach, but just for other people to want to get there. I guess maybe some people can look and say they have some young talent. But, like, KD and Kyrie, I don't think they want to they, like, they win. As much as they want to play with young talent. But you could look at the Brooklyn situation, for instance. Look how bad that situation was after the uh, the former GM had made the trade with the with the Celtics. You know, they sent all those draft pick all those draft picks to Boston for um, KG, Paul Pierce, and um, I don't even remember who else was in that deal. But it ended up not working out for the Nets in the long run. They went to the playoffs. I think they lost what first round, a second round, and then both of them dudes ended up leaving. And they had a bunch of bad years. And the Celtics got all their picks, and they ended up hiring Sean Marks to to be the GM, and then they hired Kenny Atkinson, the coach. This is all in the span of a couple years. Like we're not far removed from this, bro. They 
this this is people that that are good at their jobs come come from good places and it, i'll give scott perry that that uh credit because he's he's another guy like that but he's kind of stifled by the system when he's answering to steve mills who again you know his track record in the nba is not good yeah uh, yeah i just i just personally think that like you said a lot of people it's not college so the coaches aren't really doing the recruiting so hiring physical wasn't the only thing they needed to do like the Nets situation, they need to hire a solid coach. Start even though the Nets didn't have draft picks or anything, they still made the trade for D'Lo and stuff like that. Like they were still trying to build the team, so people would consider going there, not just tank and have a coach that they think people would want to play for. You know the other thing that I didn't really touch on with this, because like as I said before, it's like they're trying to get ahead of what's to come. Because I'm expecting this Dallas game to be very bad for the Knicks. You know, and like, this is. You expect this, them to get blown out? Yes. This this uh that the Porzingis trade that that's on Steve Mills and Scott Perry's resume. Like they did that. Not only did they do that, but Knicks here's what Knicks fans fail to realize and you know their in their hate their hate for Porzingis. The Knicks tried to trade Porzingis multiple times, most of it under Phil Jackson, but they the first time they thought about trading him was right after his rookie year. You think it's a coincidence that that deal with Dallas got done as soon as the news came out that he requested a trade? You know what's crazy? Because what makes it worse for them is that this week he came out and said that he was uh, thinking about staying in New York or he he thought he was going to be staying in New York or something like that. Which I guess he could be lying, but that doesn't make them look any better this week. Well, I've always known the Knicks to be liars, so I'm going to take what the player says more truthfully than I am. Uh, well, I'm going to believe what the player says more than I'm going to believe what comes out the Knicks' office because when they made that trade, bro, I said I don't completely believe what the Knicks are selling right now. And we've heard a bunch of shit come out since that trade happened, and it turns out that I really wasn't wrong in my belief of that. You know, they weren't telling the whole story. They, like they, The Knicks painted it as, oh, he just came in. And he said he wanted out, so we got we got him out of there, and and we worked to get him out of there. No, they were already shopping him before that even came out. What see, from what I had heard, he came out and said he wanted to talk to James Dolan. Steve Mills told him, "You're not dealing with Dolan. Anything basketball related goes through me." He didn't fuck with that, and that's when his frustrations really started to go with the Knicks. Yeah, like you said, that trade was one of the. Fastest I ever seen a superstar get traded after saying that uh, uh, he didn't want to be there no more. I remember looking at my phone and uh, some Nick fan down here. I was talking to him. We had like a 15 minute conversation. He's like, "Nah, I don't think he's gonna get traded." Like 15 minutes later, in the middle of our conversation, Porzingis got traded. So, like you said, they definitely had to be shipping him already. But <clears throat> my my homie that's a Nick fan down here. He said that uh, they were in talks with Dallas ready to get Dennis Smith Jr. So, but they said it was supposed to, I forgot who he said was supposed to be in the trade. So, they, he said they were talking to Dallas already. So, they might have just threw Porzingis in there real fast and Dallas jumped on top of it. But still, they, like you said, they had to be shipping him and he's been shipped before for that trade to get done so fast. So, it had to be on their mind. It wasn't like a, that's probably, like I said, just like icing on the cake and they're probably like, all right, let's pull the trigger on this. I mean, for me personally, I just think I think one of the reasons that they were looking to shop him was because they, you know, he was in line to get a contract extension at that time that they didn't give him, so he was going to be a, essentially a free agent at the end of that season anyway. I don't think the Knicks ever really planned on pay, on wanting to pay him, 
um, and you know, get getting him out of there was just another because they they're in the business of trying to make themselves look good. That's one of the reasons why they had that press conference yesterday. Um, because they're gonna look bad. I don't think that Porzingis trade made them look. Uh, it would have worked out if they got KD and Kyrie, <clears throat> but <clears throat> since they didn't, it doesn't make them look good at all. And I don't see why they wouldn't want to pay him. Like if it, at most he sells tickets for them when nobody wants to watch them. So I don't see. They should have been begging to pay him, if you ask me. They pro they probably felt like they would. I, I don't think that they probably they they definitely felt like they were gonna get somebody this offseason, bro. That's why they. But felt, did, did you see the report when they had came out and said that they they got? I forgot exactly, but they were like, "Oh, we went after the players that we wanted to, like we wanted or something." So, something along those lines. Essentially, like they got what they wanted in this offseason. Bro, they deflect. This is what they do. This is one of the reasons why I come as... And, and that was Steve Mills who said that. <clears throat> they, 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 It's the king of deflecting over there, bro. This is what they do. They're going to try... Even when they, don't, when they don't look good to us, their intentions of saying what they say is to try and make themselves look good. We have plenty of evidence of this over the years. But that makes them look terrible because if that's what y'all were trying to get in the offseason, then what did you trade Porzingis for? I guess like you traded him for four more power forwards in the off season. That's like that doesn't make any sense. That makes him look terrible. You and I both know that their their plan was to go after KD and Kyrie Irving. It backfired. Yeah, but, but for him to come out and say, "Well, we got what we wanted, and this is what we like we we wanted to do." Like, so you traded. You tell me that you traded Porzingis and then try to replace him with four different power forwards. Like, you can't. No way you can flip that and be like, "This is what we wanted to do." And then now you're mad. I guess if they're saying this is what we wanted to do, then they're technically really blaming all this on Fisdale. Like, they got the players they wanted. He's just not performing and getting wins. That's exactly what it is, bro. They're just – and this is not a good team. I don't know how you could look at this Knicks roster and think that this was going to be a good team. No, I've, <laughs> only Knicks fans believe they were going to make the playoffs. I Like I, like I said, most people – like, I don't know about everyone else, but I, they kind of are who I expected them to be. And if you ask me, they they looked a little better than I expected. I mean, I mean I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they had the potential to win about 20-something, maybe 30 games. But right now, I think they're – uh, they're the, the way that they're playing, they're, uh, they're, they're expected to win like 16 or something like that. I, th- I think they still get to 20, maybe. I think they'll get over 20. Eventually, like – yeah, they could uh, – like – Throughout the season, a lot of those close games got to start going their way eventually. I well, hopefully. This, so I, I think they'll get up there. I don't know. I think there's too many inc- – like I said, because that's – like I said, Fizdale's not absolved of any blame either. You know, when you have players that don't – they're all, they're constantly wondering, you know, where they stand with the coach and everything because he's he's real inconsistent with their minutes. Sometimes, sometimes he's not playing them at all. Yeah, that's what, that's what I know all Nick fans complain about, his rotations. He's inconsistent. He, he flips it up. Like, player will start one game, just not play the next game. And a lot of times, I know, I think I think he said, like, he was trying to uh, get a feel for everyone or get different looks at different players. But, like, it's uh, like, bro, you, opening you, night, he made Alonzo Trier his starting point guard. 
That may uh, it, and it's after this whole time that we're thinking that you know, you have three point guards on the team that you're you're telling us they're battling for the starting role, and none of them end up being the starters on opening night. <laughs> yeah, I thought everyone expected Dennis Smith Jr. to be their point guard because that's what they traded Porzingis for. He has well, that's, to be the starting that's, point that's, guard. That's that's what he 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 hasn't looked good from what from what we I seen, bro. I know you seen that last game he played, and I know he's dealing with uh some personal stuff, but he looked very bad. Like, yeah, I don't. Like you said, they they have other point guards who they should be going through. I think Alondra Trier is a solid like off the bench score. That's what I've always thought of Trier. I I mean, you know where I stand. I like Nick Lakina. I think if if the Knicks actually took the time to try and develop the kid, they'd have a a solid starting point guard because he's shown flashes. But you know, in the three years that he's been there, you know, nobody's really kind of. I'll say believed in him because you had Ramon Sessions and Jarrett Jack starting over him, which made no sense to me. Uh, and then you traded for Moutier, and then you traded for uh, well, no, not you didn't trade. You traded for Moutier, uh, who you know not a starting guard. Sorry. Uh, you you bring up um, Trey Burke, another guy, good player, not a starting guard. And then you trade for um, for for Dennis Smith Jr. Like, what what kind of message are you sending this kid? Yeah, I, they they've been <clears throat> shuffling through point guards for the last couple of years. Like you said, I guess I don't because he's six six. He's solid defensively. <clears throat> he's been struggling a little offensively. It's coming along though. But like, I guess they figured they can try to play him at like the two because he can guard twos. But if they, like you were just saying, if they were expecting him to be the starting point guard, what type of message are they sending him? I don't. I, I think they were completely out on the kid from jump, just because they're trying to rid themselves of everything. Phil Jackson. And then, I guess that's tough. But then, I guess you maybe you try to trade him, like you or like they have to try to work him in or something. They have to. <clears throat> you have the guy on the team. You should right? be developing yeah. him. Yeah, they have to do something for him. They should try to figure out a way they can get the best out of him or something. If not, you trade him. If you really don't believe in him like that, I guess I don't know how good his trade value is, but then you have to get rid of him. You're not doing him no service, and he's not really helping y'all if that's the case. Yeah, I don't know. I'm off the Knicks, bro. I, like, they're, they're not good. They're not going to be good. And I know uh, the, other, the other thing I heard, they're trying to – Maybe try and get Masai Ujiri. I feel like that's a long shot. It's going to take a lot to get him out of Toronto. Yeah, I've seen that, too. They're trying to get him so they can try to lure Giannis. But that's <laughs> typical Nick rumors and typical, typical Nick hope. They know how to keep their fans. <laughs> they know how to keep their fans, like, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> they know how to, they know how, they know how to keep their the fans f- believers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. False hope. Exactly. You hit. You definitely yeah. hit that on the button. Yeah, exactly. That's not gonna happen. And it's like <clears throat> the fans might make it worse because it's time for them to start holding these guys accountable. Knicks fans, y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all want y'all want to uh, change a real change. Stop going to the games. Yep. Stop watching. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even trying to play. I'm being dead serious. Send, send, yep. send, that's how you send a message, because yeah. y'all, y'all pick the garden be sold out every <laughs> night, and y'all lose every night. And that's why they don't care if they win or lose, because they get any bread either way. 
time to to hold them accountable. Let them know, like this can't happen. This is we're tired of losing. It's time for a change. Cause it, like you said, they sold out every night. As long as they still making that bread, they don't care what they put on the floor. That's a fact. So what 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 else going on in the league, bro? Uh, I don't really know. Gordon Hayward's out six weeks. Oh, you know what I wanted to get into? <laughs> I don't know. If this happened like last week or so. But uh, did you, did you see when AD said Chicago's the mecca of basketball? Yeah. Wait, you gonna say no? I'm gonna say, do you agree with it? I'm on the fence with it. <laughs> on the fence with it. So let's. Who's came out of Chicago? Derrick Rose. Yes, Derrick Rose. AD. What? AD. Uh, Jabari Parker. Yeah. Uh, yeah not Chicago's had some players, bro. <laughs> they, 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 I'm not saying they didn't. They definitely had some players. I feel but, like in the modern day, a lot Chicago's had a lot of a lot of good players. Kendrick Nunn's from Chicago. He's actually from the same high school as uh, yeah. Derrick Rose and uh, and Jabari Parker. He played on the same high school team as Jabari Parker. But if we're if we're thinking about it, <clears throat> out of the players you just named, D Rose. I'm not AD. done. I'm 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 gonna look oh. it up for you right now. Cause nah, oh. there, there really has been some solid. Oh, Dwayne Wade. Oh yeah, Wade, 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 solid. Uh, so, Jerry Sloan, that's an old school player for you. Um, I'm trying to look for superstars because there's there's a a bunch of guys here. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> if you really like Mecca, it's like they're producing superstars. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say. AD, D-Rose, you just brought up Wade. Uh, if you ask me, Tim I think Hardaway, it's Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, Isaiah he, Thomas. If you ask me, I Tony think, Allen, Patrick Beverly, Antoine Walker, Jawan Howard. They got some players, bro. Mo Cheeks. If you ask me, I think, like, recently, it's been L.A. Yeah, yeah, 100% recently, because you got James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. LA's been producing superstars, especially in the modern era. Yeah, I think they got that. You know, I mean, New York, I think in the overall scheme of things, you, I feel like you – I don't even think I'm biased in saying this. I feel like you got to go with New York. Like, I'm going to Michael Jordan because he was born here even though he ain't grow up here. <laughs> Uh, but Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest ever, is from New York. Um, you got Stephon Marbury's from here, Kemba Walker. Uh, I hate when we do this because I can't ever remember everybody on these lists. Yeah, uh, Julius Irvin, they got listed in here. Carmelo Anthony, yeah, Carmelo Bernard King. Bernard King and Bernard King. Chris King Mullins, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got Andre Drummond, Mount Vernon, New York. Tobias Harris, Meta World Peace, Mark Jackson, Elton Brand, Kenny Smith, Kenny Anderson, <laughs> Lamar Odom, Rod Strickland, Jamal Mashburn, Danny Green, Lance Stevenson. They got Pat Riley listed on here. <laughs> Pat Riley from upstate. I don't know. They got God, Sham God, <laughs> Taj Gibson, Roy Hibbert. <laughs> Joakim Noah. Man, really brought up Roy Hibbert. Why <laughs> I'm just going down the list right now. I'm looking at it. It says Jonathan Isaac, Kevin Hurt. They got Kevin Hurt at number 50. That's Mobamba from here. Oh, yeah. Hamadou Diallo. 
Larry um, Brown. Lester Quinones. Um, what's homeboy's name that played for uh for UNC right now? His dad used to play for. I'll uh, call Anthony. Yeah, he's from here. New York might New York, New York got a solid list too. I just think recently we definitely talking recently. I think it has to be. Yeah, LA. you gotta give it to LA if you talk. I feel like in the grand scheme of things, yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna give that to New York. But Chicago got a case. Yeah, they got. <clears throat> they got. I guess they got. They got. Add Rose. And Wade is a solid top three. Bro, Mark Aguirre, Tim Hardaway. Tim Tim Hardaway was the real originator of the uh of the crossover, if we being honest with each other. Yep. I Senior. Yeah. Not not junior. Yeah, I know I know you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> uh Isaiah Thomas, one of the greatest point guards ever. If it's people is can, can people even claim Michael Jordan? Because they got him number one on this. The only, Kareem the only, Abdul-Jabbar. the only. Uh, I I say we claim it just because he was born here, but the, he was he grew up in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they 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 could really claim him. But New York got Melo. They got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Julius Irvin, Kemba, Kemba solid, Bernard King. Yeah, no, nah, we up there. I'm just, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to go yeah. with New York. Yeah, like, New York has a lot of, like, historical figures now. Like, historical players. Not not so not so much recently. He kind of yeah, fell off. Been, uh, well, Cole, Cole Anthony going to bring us back to the promised land, so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I'm thinking, like I said, I, recently I'm going to L.A. And the crazy thing is, I just thought about that while we was thinking about it. But I was really, I really brought it up for the fact that it was really New York or Chicago at the time. No, I heard somebody, because they, some, one of the ESPN shows that brought it up. And it was, they definitely said, uh, if we go going recent, recently, like L.A. definitely got that. Oh, I didn't see that. I just thought about L.A. now, because <clears throat> just James Harden, Westbrook, all of them, they got it, like. Right now they got is, isn't, um, super superstars. Isn't uh Baron Davis from LA too? Yeah, BD from LA. LA, if you look it up, LA probably got more players too. But yeah, no, for sure. I just Are you looking like, it up right now? <laughs> yeah, I just know recently from Cal. Well, they got California all together. Does that count? <laughs> nah, nah, I don't. Because <laughs> they got littered on here. And Reggie Miller, Clay Thompson. Where Clay Thompson from? He from LA. Clay Thompson from a yeah. His dad played for the Lakers. Clay Thompson from LA. <laughs> oh, Paul Pierce. Oh yeah, Paul Pierce. Kevin Love from LA too. Yeah, Kevin Love grew up in Portland, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday on here. You know they got they got some solid players. I can't I can't front on that. Brooke Lopez. He says North Hollywood. Spencer Brooke. did with it. Yeah, they got Brooke Lopez as North Hollywood. Scary Terry from L.A.? He dressed like he from L.A. <laughs> now, yeah, L.A. L.A. Aaron Afalo. Nah, these people that went to UCLA. Nah, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, got, you got to make sure you find the natives, bro. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I know Kevin Kevin Love grew up in, in Oregon. But they did have, they did have him listed for California. They had like because he went to UCLA. He went to UCLA with Russ. 
Nah, but it's a it's a lakeside, California, I think. Oh, maybe yeah, oh, it's S- Santa Monica. Oh wait, no. It's a Santa Monica, California. Maybe he was over there when his dad retired, but he he grew up in Portland. Yeah, yeah I'm still going with New York, but recently I'm going with LA. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm I'm with you on that 100. percent Uh, you saw the Lakers? Uh, they they win streak got snapped yesterday. Yes, surprising. I I'm gonna say I'm I was wrong on the Raptors. They're still solid. Wrong how? I, just, I where where I, did you have them? I like after the first game or so, I'm like, yeah, they might not make the playoffs. Oh, you're bugging! I definitely had <laughs> them as a playoff team. I'm not gonna lie, I said it. I'm like, yeah, they might not make the playoffs. I just right. like, <laughs> bro, they won. How many games they win without Kawhi? Didn't they win like twenty something games without Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, but I, you know, it's a whole season without him. It'd be different. Nah, they solid, bro. They got a good yeah. culture over there. Like you, yeah, you still did. got Pascal Siakam. Uh, what's he surprising me? He was nice last year. Yeah, but he wasn't number one option. You know, it should be different when you're number one option. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what's what's the light skinned dude's name on there? Um, uh, Fred Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah. And they they beat the Lakers without um Serge or or Lowry. Yeah, I just uh, I was thinking like they had solid role players, but I feel like they were missing something. But they like you said, they got good culture. They got good coaching. They holding it down over there. They definitely uh, I was definitely wrong. I wouldn't be shocked if they made the second round. I'm not going to pick them, but I wouldn't be shocked. I think it depends on matchups. But I wouldn't yeah. be shocked either if they get the right matchup. If they get, a, like, a four seed. But then again, they might run to Boston. Whew. They got to try. I, but I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Boston, though. I think Boston's been solid this year, too, though. They've been looking nice. I think I've seen the other I, They are they solid. They, they are solid. Four, they got four players averaging 20 points, or it's three players. So... I mean, they could beat them, but that'd be a toss-up. Trying to think, like, if they get the three seed, I think they definitely can get out the first round. And then after that, I just... Nah, I don't matchups. think they're going to get the three seed, though. Yeah. Probably what I'm saying. like five, six run in. But they get, I guess, six, two, depending on who gets three, because I guess six and three could be Boston. I could see them beating Boston. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they can probably... They could... Tr- Try to upset Boston. I can see them beating Boston or Miami. I don't want them to beat Miami, but I can see it. <laughs> nah, I, uh, mm, I don't know about Miami. I feel like Jimmy can get that one done. He could. Because really, I, I could see it. I could see it though. I think both teams are solid. They got solid role players, so I think it's gonna come down to Jimmy or Siakam. And I think I, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take Jimmy if I was a better man. Yeah, I'd do the same. I would definitely do the same. Uh, but they they definitely give them a run for their money. Yeah, yeah make sure. it tough. That's crazy. You dead. You dead was off on them like that. Like you bugging, bro. Right. I watched the first couple games. I'm like, yeah, I don't think they got enough. They might like, they might not make it. But that was a big win for them last night. See, I can be looking good. Dang. Yeah, they got a squad. They, they got a yeah, little they, squad over there. They definitely still extremely well coached, and <clears throat> they definitely got a good coach over there, even without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what you was thinking, bro. I'm not. I wasn't worried about them after that. I ain't. They weren't about to win no title, but they they still a playoff team. Yeah, I don't know. The first couple of games, I was like, they almost lost to the Pelicans in the first game of the season. The Pelicans are solid though. They, yeah, they, no, the Pelicans been they've been they've been in games, but I just the first couple of games, I was kind of like, ah, they missing that star. But Siakam has stepped up better than I expected him to, 
and the team is still solid. So I was wrong. I'm gonna admit I was wrong. All right, all right. The first couple game buys. Um, you heard about Dion Waiters? Yes, I did. That's it's time. It's time for him to get out of Miami. It's not. It's not time. It's it's happening. Like they they his as far as I've heard, it's it's imminent that he's gone. They've yeah. already they've already wanted him out. They tried trading him over the summer. It's just nobody wants to take him. I'm about to say his trade value is probably shot right now. It's been shot. Um, let me just kind of you know uh, set the record straight on his newest suspension. He didn't get suspended because of the edibles. The edibles was just one of many things that got him suspended. Like Dion Waiters, was... go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Dion Waiters. Uh. You know, he's he's been hating on this is facts. He's been hating on Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero since they got there. He's been talking a bunch of shit about his playing time. He was talking shit about Spolstra. He were you know how Miami is, you gotta be in tip top shape so they make you weigh in and shit over there. He was refusing to do weigh ins. It was like a culmination of things that got him this this second suspension. And then for him to have this edible thing is just crazy because he's he was already in like like you just saying bad in bad with the team and stuff. For him to get a suspension for edibles is crazy. And uh, I seen Jalen Rose say earlier too like that's a failed that's a failed test. So he should be getting suspended by the NBA too. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Was that on Jalen Jacoby? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see that, but um, I don't. I haven't heard nothing about the league. I've only heard everything is straight from the team. Yeah, but I, I don't know if the I guess the league might be investigating more. But like Jalen was saying, like that's technically a failed test. Like you know you're gonna fail the test now, and if he doesn't, then he did something. So like the NBA might suspend him. They might not. I don't know. They probably waiting to because they probably never had a situation like this before. They trying to gather intel because that's definitely a failed test. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I give them some credit though. They they think that one he got that shit from one of his teammates and he ain't snitching. So. Yeah, I seen that. <laughs> I was in a. I was talking to someone yesterday from here. And they were like, "Oh, uh, Jimmy Butler probably gave it to him." <laughs> I think I think uh, Udonis Haslam or James Johnson might have gave him that shit. Yeah, James, nah, I think it's James Johnson. Now do you say he looked like <laughs> <laughs> James Johnson looked like the type. Yeah, I don't know. This is nuts. But I, the, this, what's crazy is their 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 lineup hasn't been affected at all by this. Like that's nope. that's how you know that they're they're just ready to move on. That's what I'm saying. He's already in bad with the team, and for that like that to happen is just like crazy. Like you're already having a bad year. You're not getting along with nobody. They don't really want you there. Then you have a panic attack over an edible. That's like. No, it wasn't. A, we found out it wasn't a panic attack. He had a. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. My bad. I'm thinking the seizure shit. Yeah, it was a panic attack. Never mind. Disregard that. Over edible, which is like, <sighs> I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> they ready not getting no playing time. They really don't want you there. Then you have a panic attack over edible. Yeah, this is. I. It's you, like, but nobody wants him though. So like, and the Heat can't cut him because they're hard capped right now. So like you, do you wait for the season to be over and cut them and just eat those lat? Was it be two more years after this or just one? I'm not even too sure. Uh, whatever, uh, do you eat that? You eat the rest of that contract, or do you try? Cause I I wouldn't put it past them to find the trade partner. Cause I'm still shocked that they got that they got uh, Portland to bite on that um, white side contract. Yeah, they got to find like a uh, young team that uh. That just trying to fill salary 
And uh, saw that just take him on. They don't really want him, but they'll take him. Like like Memphis. Like Memphis might trade like Jay Crowder for him or something. Just the you know when you young and bad, you just gotta fill up cap space sometimes. So people just be taking players to like the like you know like sometimes people make three team trades and it's like always that team that just comes on and takes on salary of a player. It have to be something like that, but they're not gonna get too much for him. He's probably get like a second round pick at most, if that. If they can get Drake Jake Jake Crowder for him, that'd be solid. That'd definitely be solid. You had another big time defensive player to that roster. They might have to give up a pick, matter of fact. They might have to give up like a I don't even think they have any round picks pick. to give up. Uh, at least two, three second round picks they, or a second they, round pick. They, they gotta attach to get they was trying to get their first round pick back from y'all. <laughs> they, they they need to. Uh, they got to attach something to it. They got to. Uh, take, they might have to take on. I think uh, they can't take on salary. They have to attach a pick or something. I th- I think they're gonna eat that contract. If they can't find somebody to trade with, they're gonna eat that shit. Yeah, I, 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 Memphis is the only team right now that. What other team is doing like terrible? The Knicks. The Knicks, but they're not gonna take on no salary. Uh, would you reunite? You think Brooklyn? Nah, they ain't doing that. <laughs> Said re- reunite him with Kyrie. Nah, nah, not nah. He looks real bad right now. I don't think they need that. If they do, they got to tell him like, yo, you definitely got to come off the bench. Over Kerry. Nah, he not he not trying to do that though. That's one of his. That's one of the reasons that got him suspended because he he was pissed he was coming off the bench for Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, he's uh, he's not starting over Karis LeVert. This is interesting, bro. So, Sham just tweeted that Steph Curry says he's expected to return this season sometime in early spring. So, by the time the season's already almost over? <laughs> I don't see why. I'm not shocked that they said he wasn't going to come back. I actually said it. I'm like, it makes no sense for him to come back. They might as well ride D-Lo out. He's been having some good games. Let him sell tickets and uh, get let Steph and uh, Clay get healthy, get a high draft pick, try to get someone like James Wiseman, and then try to trade D'Lo for like a small forward or something. It doesn't make sense for him to come back if you ask me. Yeah, I was I was glad you brought because I was gonna say like you you know D'Lo's not a long term plan for them. They just didn't want to lose KD for nothing. Yeah, so and- I the, like. With everything that's going on right now, you let him stay, sell tickets. Like, he had a 50-point game the other day. <clears throat> let him sell tickets. you out in the new Chase Center and stuff like that. And then at the end of the season, just trade him. Because the season's basically a wash now. So, like. But they're in the same situation Miami is cause, because uh, they did the sign and trade and gave him a max. So, they're hard cap too. I think the earliest they could trade him is uh, around Christmas time. Yeah, I, I think you but I think you hold him for the season. Let him play the season now. Like, if you trade him. What are you essentially trading him for right now? Like, what are you gonna like? What are you gonna get back for him? Now, like, I don't think they're getting anything <clears throat> that's gonna help, like, change what's going on this season. You wouldn't even want that right now. Like, you're not trying to bring in no whoever they bring in into a losing situation without Steph or Clay. So I think you 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 hold D'Lo for the season. Let him sell tickets. Let him do what he's been doing. He's <clears throat> he got the ball in his hand again. You know that's what he likes. He got. He had a fifty-point game the other day. Like he's gonna. People are gonna want to see him. Yeah, he's he's like that super sucks. That sucks too. Like him and I was gonna say him and Dame went off with career highs with fifty-two and sixty, and they both lost. Yeah. (laughs) So you keep him around. See what draft pick you get. Draft whatever small forward center, 
and then trade for the other one. Trade for a, trade him for a small forward or a center, and then I think the Warriors are right back in it next year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. But if I'm Steph and I'm the Warriors, I'd be like, all right. I understand you're not trying to act like, <laughs> like you just gave up on the season, but we need you to act like you just gave up on the season. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they, they're saying they don't, they're not believing in tanking. Like I know uh, one reporter that's pretty in with the Warriors. Like Joe Lacob kind of looked at him in disgust when he even brought up the word tanking to him. Uh, yeah, I like I like their mindset, but even if they're not trying to tank, they're not well, going to win games. Here, here's the thing. I feel like a lot of people still don't re- haven't really caught on to this. Like, tanking is kind of dead in the NBA now. Like, we we learned that at last year's draft lottery. Like, you, if you tank, it's not gonna guarantee you a top pick. Like, the Knicks were lucky enough to even land a top three pick. Like, uh, the Suns are one of the worst teams in the league last year. Would they have like the the sixth or seventh pick in the draft? Yeah, somewhere up there. It might have like twelve. It might have like nah. Yeah. It's somewhere between seven and twelve. They the the Lakers the the Lakers didn't didn't like they didn't do good, but they didn't have a terrible. They didn't tank, and they ended up with the fourth pick. So like this new system is designed to kill tanking. So try try and win, because <laughs> yeah. it's it's not gonna guarantee you nothing if you lose. I think he's just saying like we have too much pride to try and lose on purpose. Like if we lose, we at least gonna, we can lose with some heart and some dignity. I think that's more what he's trying to get at. But I think he expects them to lose. Yeah, I, well, it's it's all about developing those young guys right now. Like you, you got the kid. Um, I don't even remember it. Pascal. I forgot the kid from Villanova. I know who you're talking about though. Pat, Pat, I think his name's Pascal. He had like the thirty point game when they beat yeah. uh, Portland. So yeah, yeah just kind of look. I, I I do expect them to trade um, Willie Cauley Stein around deadline time though. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Trade him where? I don't know, but what's the point of having him on the roster? Yeah, for next year. How long is he signed for? He got a one year deal? I'm not too sure. I don't he might. But um I don't this see, a, at this point I don't see I mean if they do get James Wiseman then why do yeah, why why is he on the team? <laughs> uh maybe I I didn't think about it. That's a that's a good thing. If he's on a one year contract, I definitely that's definitely a contract that that'd be someone's gonna want that, especially around trade deadline. So I'll definitely get rid of them. If anything, they should try to grab a couple of picks or something. Yeah. Shit, they lucked out. Cause I when that when Steph first got hurt, I'm like, yo, the Nets, they lucky as hell. They about to get a lottery pick. And then I found out they put mad protections on that trade. Oh, snap, that pick was supposed to go to the Nets. Ah. That'd have been crazy. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That'd have been terrible for them. Imagine they did bad and the Nets got that pick. That'd have been so bad. Been, I mean, that, that's kind of uh, ironic considering the the Nets did a similar deal a couple years ago. Yeah, that'd have been that'd have been terrible for them though. I know they got to be tight in Brooklyn because that turns it turns into a second round pick. Now, if it's uh, it had to be like outside the top twenty for it to go to the Nets. I don't know how the hell you make that deal, bro. On whose side? On the Warriors on the, side? On the Nets end. What do you mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have took it with all those protections on it. Oh, honestly, they was they were gonna trade him without the pick. Katie yeah, and just, then he said he said I'm <laughs> worth a first round pick. Yeah, Katie said I just don't want it to look like I got traded for D'Lo. So, so I think they were just happy to get anything at that point. 
Say, but now he getting traded for D'Lo in a second round pick in 2025. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but by then, uh, like that's gonna be like a stat that comes up on the draft thingy, and that's about it. I don't think too much people are gonna talk about it. You know, they'd be like, "This pick is from ten years ago when this guy traded this, and it never turned into anything." But besides we got, that, we got bust all the time, so. Yep. Time is that Spurs game. Oh, was it? Oh, the other thing I wanted to get into into with you too, bro. Shout out to the Suns. I, Monty Williams is doing a crazy job with them right now this year, bro. I don't know if you saw the blowout that they put on the Nets yesterday. Yeah, I, I tuned in a little bit, but it was a blowout, so I ain't finished watching it. But yeah, shout out. You're right. Shout out to the Suns. Yeah, they they uh they they got highs in efficiency, you know, assists, like you name it. They, and this is all without DeAndre Ayton. Like I'm this that I'm amazed by that. Yeah, I, they definitely have been surprised at the season. <clears throat> uh, uh, Booker's hooping too. I guess uh, <clears throat> Rubio's been working out for them too. So like, and uh, a lot of people killed them for that Cam Johnson pick, but he's been hooping too as a shooter. Spreading the four for them. And uh, shout out to Kelly Oubre, too. They solid on defense, too. I seen them last night. They are all over the floor. They really, Monty Williams really got them out there playing defense now. Yeah, that's that's just, a, they, you got them making the playoffs? They six and two. Oof. Some folk, so, <laughs> what I learned from the Raptors thing is that, I guess I kind of been knew this, but you got to let 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 things develop a little bit let everyone settle down and then you really see if people can keep up with what they're doing but uh i definitely think from if they can keep up with what they're doing they definitely have a shot at it cuz like you said uh, well the warriors are out now the thunder are probably out so that's two open playoff spots we thought the kings could get in but they uh yeah. they, and and, and De'Aaron fox got hurt i think he's supposed to miss like two with three weeks yeah i just seen that too People, people thought the Pelicans might get a spot, but they've been terrible without Zion. So there's I, two, I don't think they was gonna be hot with Zion. There's there's two spots open, so. Well, look who we the, got I think the Mavs. Teams. Yeah, I think the oh, Mavs get in. Oh yeah, the Lakers have to get in. Oh, the, the Lakers are getting. In. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like the Lakers have one of those spots. You, I got both LA teams, um, the Mavs, Houston. Uh, Denver, San Antonio, that's six right there. Uh, who else in, who else in there? Mm, Portland, did you say Portland? They've been struggling. I was, I, I think they, about it. I think they'll get it together. You don't think Portland gonna get it together? They're gonna get it, get it together in time? It's still early. It's only like 10 games. They got, they got a lot. When, when is, um... Nurchich coming back. That is a good question. I don't know. Let me go check out these standings. I think, yeah, that's what I just did too. I think Portland to get it together. L.A., Denver, Houston, Utah, Phoenix, L.A., Mavs, Minnesota. Hmm. I think. Hmm. I think Minnesota getting. I think those are your two. I got both L.A. teams. Um, Denver, San Antonio, Houston. Um, Dallas, Minnesota, that's seven right there. 
Yeah, I might, I might put Phoenix in there, son. Here's the thing. I am a believer that the Spurs are going to get in. Yes, that's what I said. I got San Antonio getting in there. Oh, okay. So, right now, Minnesota, Dallas, and Phoenix are in. San Antonio has to get in. So, one of them have to drop. If I had to guess, it's got to be Minnesota. I, not, so, right, I'm taking I'm t- Minnesota. I bet you all three get in. I'm, I'm t- I got both LA teams. That's two, right? Uh-huh. Um, You got Denver. That's three. Houston, four. Uh, San Antonio, five. Dallas, six. Minnesota seven and then um yeah I'm a, I'm oh then you got Portland though I didn't say that's Portland. what I was, that's what I was thinking <laughs> next Portland has to get in too so one more might have to drop the way and Portland that, looking just... bro I might not put them in the if they don't get their shit together <laughs> so it's now Dallas or Phoenix to get out for Portland to get in. Phoenix looks better than Portland right now. I think, but I think like throughout the course of a, a season, that Portland to get it together and Phoenix might fade a little bit because Phoenix is hot right now. You think they'll keep this up for the year? Yo, I ain't seen them look this good <coughs> since Steve Nash played the. <laughs> I don't. I like <clears throat> for yes, I guess. They added some veterans and Monty Williams. I don't. I just. I think Portland's gonna get in, so I have to take Dallas or Phoenix out. I don't think Portland's gonna because Portland's look terrible, but I don't think they can keep this. That I don't think they're gonna keep that up. I don't know, son. I don't know. If Portland doesn't get in this year, that's crazy. It wouldn't shock me though, from what I'm seeing so far. I know it's early, but <laughs> it I mean, would, also it, last year, last year when we was doing this podcast, I said the Rockets, I said the Kings were gonna get in over the Rockets, and I was definitely wrong. So. It is like the go from the conference finals really have, I guess, the Nurkic, but Nurkic didn't play last year in the playoffs. Really have no. But how, how impressed were you with that conference finals run? Like, I yeah, wasn't. it was. Yeah, it's what I'm saying. I wasn't it's at like, all. I wasn't at all. I mean, I was a little impressed. You know, <clears throat> Dame did his thing in the OKC series, and then uh, that, that was it. Though he didn't play good the rest of the, the rest of the playoffs. He didn't, but CJ did his thing in that Denver series. Yeah, he won them that series, and then they got swept. Yeah, so I was a little impressed by how like both like both of them played in each of those series, but like, was I impressed that they got there? No. That's why it's not. There wouldn't be that crazy of me to see them go from conference finals to not making it in, especially in the West. But did they get worse? Or do you think the West got that much better? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I guess they kind of stayed the same, but I don't. I don't think they got that worse, but they won't make the playoffs. I think what's hurt was hurting them right now is that uh, the kid, what's the kid's name, Zach Collins? Yeah, the one he's, that got hurt. He's 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 out, and he wouldn't come back until around playoff time. And then your center Nurchich isn't playing. Yeah, they and they, they uh, really need they really need a four. We I think, think we talked about that last episode. You don't think uh, Whiteside's been solid for them? Uh, White Sox can uh, uh, he can be solid enough for them to nah I know White Sox well enough to know where he, we don't know where he at. <laughs> I don't even know who's technically playing the floor for them right now, but they got Ronnie Hood. Ronnie Hood playing the three right now, ain't he? Yeah, 
But I'm just trying to think about what players they got. I think they still should be solid enough to get in. And I, nah, I, I don't, yo, teams got better. <laughs> I'm just saying, like this. But is Phoenix really that much better than them? Like, is Phoenix better than them? They look better than them right now. Yeah, but like I said, it's early. Man, I, that coaching matters. This is I be trying to tell people this shit. Coaching does matter. Monty Williams, he got he got yes. them up right now. Yes, but Terry Stotts is not a Scott Stotts. I forgot. Terry Stotts. Is, Terry Stotts is a good coach, but they don't look good. They don't look as good as Phoenix do. I know it's early. We gonna have to revisit this in maybe like two months. But yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know. I'm I'm have to go with uh with Phoenix on that one. So. You're taking Dallas out. Wait, no, you keep keeping no, Portland no, out. No, no, I'm keep keeping Portland out. I, I, as of right now, I'm keeping Portland out. That'd be so crazy if Portland doesn't make it. I got to put Portland in. Is it, I just though? Don't, I just Is don't it? know. Because, like, do you expect Dallas and Phoenix to keep this up enough to where I definitely expect Dallas. The- I definitely expect Dallas to keep this up. And you know they're gonna make a trade. I actually, I didn't even talk to you about this last week. I heard they're they're they might go after Chris Paul at the deadline. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that too. But I heard that Portland trying to go after Gallinari. <laughs> so they yeah, think that, they, that would help. They, that would help. I don't they, know. This shit interesting, son. Damn. They think about making moves too. So I don't think they're gonna stay. They they know how bad they look. I think you, Portland, <laughs> we they, gotta revisit this in like two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see, to see Phoenix or Dallas. I, if I, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think. If I had to pick between the two, who I think could keep it up, it'll probably be Dallas, because they got Porzingis and they got uh, Luca. So that leaves Phoenix or Portland, and that's really what this debate is right now. Yo, as of right now, you can quote me. Nino is picking the Phoenix Suns to get in the playoffs over. The Portland Trailblazers. As of right now, what is this? Uh, 11, 11, 19? Yeah. <laughs> I think Portland's going to get it together, and I'm going to put Portland in there. I don't think Phoenix can keep it up. I think they're going to be solid for the whole season, and they'll be like the ninth seed just right outside of the playoffs. All right, all right, all right, man. I, I think know. Portland, Dame's going to get it together. Yo, you yeah, heard what right. Devin Booker said last year. He said he, that even though he was wrong, he says the last year he wasn't going to make the playoffs. I don't think he's trying to let this one up. Yeah, but. He's going to give Damon CJ like 80. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, I think they got to they gotta come down to earth a little bit. People are going to start to figure them out. It's going to get a little tougher for them. They still going to be in there. They're going to be like one game out when it's all said and done. But I think Portland gonna get in and right now where it looks portland might be like a seven for eighth seed but i think they'll get in man we're gonna see we're gonna see I, as of right now i i gotta go with phoenix i'm just saying like the, the east is bad but looking at their standings the cleveland is in the playoffs right now yeah you know you don't expect none of that to stand though <laughs> So wait, Cleveland has a four and five record. They have the same records as as the Nets. Actually, I'm not gonna ask that question. Yeah, cause you you already you already knew what it was. It don't even. <laughs> <laughs> now I was gonna say, was is that Knicks loss as bad? But it's not about it's who a, they lost to. It's about how. It's like how they lost to. It's it's who and how they lost to. Cause I don't know who who uh, Cleveland's played, but I know they don't have any great wins. 
Yeah. But they're in there right now. They're four like, or five. I, bro, Toronto and Boston are one and two. I don't expect that to stand. <laughs> we all we all know who the bat who's battling for that East Crown this year. Miami, Philly, Indiana, Cleveland, Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, I mean Cleveland looks like the only team that'd probably fall out. Who I think Detroit. I think Detroit getting in there. I seen uh, Blake Griffin came back tonight. They lost yeah. still, though, I think. But Blake Griffin came back tonight. Um. Yeah, they lost to Minnesota. So, yeah, I think Cleveland would be the only one that doesn't stay. And you said Detroit? Hmm. Yeah, I got Detroit in there. Yeah, Detroit or uh, the Magic. I guess the Magic looked terrible, but they got in last year. They yeah. barely got in last year. Like, the that race for, like, that last – those last – uh, yeah, that last seed was it really came down. It was between Miami, Orlando, and Detroit. Well, no, yes. they both Orlando and Detroit both got in, but it was like the it was like a tight race for those last two spots. Yeah, uh, yeah, Detroit with D Rose and Blake Griffin, they should definitely get in. Detroit finally wised up and put D, made D Rose their starting point guard. Yeah, that was kind of by default, though, because uh, Reggie Jackson got hurt. That still don't make no sense to me. How you going to start Reggie Jackson over Derrick Rose the way he been playing? Yeah, I, I don't get that either, but <clears throat> I guess he was coming off the bench last year, so they figured let him keep doing it. I yeah, think Reggie Reggie would complain if he got put to the bench. So? <laughs> then you're going to, like, I guess they wouldn't mind trading him, but then you have to find a trade partner for him. What is his trade value right now? Reggie's a really good backup point guard. He does, but that's that's no like any team that's trading for him would have to trade for him as a starter because that's the case he can stay no, you in don't. Detroit. No, you if don't. He, if he's not gonna be happy in Detroit as a backup, where do you think he's going to be happy as a backup? It don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but to, uh, the teams that's trading for him is gonna care. Uh, Matt, like, all right, what if you what if Houston uh, traded for him? You you gonna try you gonna try and make a case to start over Russ? Yes, that's what he did before. That's why he got traded from OKC. No, he wasn't making a case to start over Russ. He was just he, saying, he, I want my own team because I know I can't start here. You ain't starting over Russ. You're not starting over D'Lo in, in Golden State. Not, I guess like, his, his point was to start with Russ. But what did he expect? Does he like, – he, uh, I bro, he, we've seen Reggie we've seen Reggie Jackson as a starting point guard for a couple years now. He ain't it. Yeah, hopefully that humbled him a little bit, but still, I don't think he's trying to come off no bench. Well, you need to. <laughs> and that's why Detroit's probably like, D-Rose is fine with coming off the bench. We're not about to, you know, <clears throat> mess anything up with Reggie. Just let him I would. I would tell happy. Reggie this. All right, you want to start? That's cool, but you're not, you're not playing in crunch time. Exactly. I'll just cut his minutes. But I guess he might cry about that, too. Man, pick your poison in. Like, what are we talking? Yo, what are we talking about? Bro, you, you talk about trying to keep the guy happy, or like, was weird. Yo, Reggie Jackson is not worth keeping happy. He's not. He's good. He's not that good. It's just you don't want drama with the team. And where are you trading him to if he's unhappy? I don't care. It's not like he got like restrictions on his trade. You, you can bounce. No, but it's about who's gonna take him at that point. Like who's taking people Reggie? Take, people will take. People take. I think a contender would take Reggie Jackson, knowing hey, you coming off the bench. Only shot he got is if the Warriors trade for him for a year and then. Who's Portland's backup? Bring it back uh, up. Who's, who's Portland's backup point guard? I've been seeing them. They playing. I seen. I've been seeing that they playing Anthony Simmons. He was a rookie last year from IMG. He didn't go to college. 
Is that that the kid with the chinky eyes? Uh, I'm not sure. He got like an afro. <laughs> yeah, he got like a little afro. Yeah, right, I don't know. They've been, they been playing him a lot. I seen he had like 20 the other night. They've been playing him a lot, and they look he been going with like a three guard set with him, Damon, uh, CJ. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess they really like him, but they've been terrible. So. <laughs> But uh, in Portland, I don't, I just don't see no one trading for him if he's gonna bring problems like that. Especially not no contender. No one needs Reggie Jackson, who should be a backup, crying about being a starter. So somebody need to get in Reggie Jackson's ear if he's still gonna be doing that. Like yo, you're not that good. I feel the same. I feel the same way about Terry Rose here. Uh, I. Terry Rozier got his own team. Like, <clears throat> actually, I know what you're talking about because it's kind of like the same thing when uh, Reggie first got his own team. Like, they were crying about having one, and now that they got one, why are they really about to do with it? But Terry, like Terry, Ro- what has Terry Rozier done to deserve his own team? Like, you, he, all right, you had that good run in the playoffs. You know, Terry Rozier has never shot over forty percent from the field. Uh, I'm not surprised. I didn't know, but I'm not surprised. Like that just that don't make like how you how you complaining about not not being a man and you you really not that nice. So that's the same thing the same way I felt with Reggie. Reggie was solid, but I, <clears throat> sometimes just a backup is what you are. And but I guess sometimes you gotta live and learn, so you gotta see it for yourself and go do it yourself. If Dennis Schroeder is cool with coming off the if Dennis Schroeder is still cool with coming off the bench like that, and, and you gonna complain? Uh, some people can take it, some people can't. <clears throat> I mean, I guess last last year Dennis Schroeder was going behind Russ, and this year CP. So <clears throat> he he could low key make a case over seat like CP a Hall of Famer, but like he not the player he used to be. And Dennis yeah. was a starting guard. I still think Dennis is 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 a solid starting guard in this league. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing about Dennis is, I guess, I don't know if it's a last year thing or whatever, but he's, like, up and down. He really can't shoot. And, like, he'd he be up and down. Like, I have a good game, and the next game, he'll just be off it. I guess he, he was coming off the bench for the first time, and the offense wasn't really running through him too much. But shooting used to get me tight sometimes. I'm not going to lie. He's still a solid player, though. Yeah, he's been solid for OKC this year. I think, uh, like you're saying, CP. I think CP still should start over him, but CP. Uh, no, I, I only said he could make a case. I'm not saying he should oh, yeah. or shouldn't. Oh yeah, CP's definitely not the player he used to be though. And I've been watching him this year. I just, I feel like he still can get points and still be solid, but he just doesn't affect the game as much as he used to. Nah, which is not weird. at all. That's Which why like, I mean, when people were like, oh, with Houston, some people were saying they should have just kept it how it was. Like, nah, like they, they low-key needed to make that change. Yeah. I just, <clears throat> like, I've been watching, like, CP, like, he still can get bucks. He still can do his thing. But, like, sometimes you just don't affect the game how you used to. And that's really what it is. Because there's a lot of these games where, like, OKC okay, been close and maybe had a chance to win. And you look at CP and it's just like... OKC probably, OKC probably end up being a lottery team after the trade deadline because I'm I think I think they're gonna be some serious sellers, but y'all yeah. y'all y'all gotta 
take what y'all could get though. They they really trying to trying to fleece picks out of everybody. Like nah, it's not, it's not going <laughs> they, down like that. They might fleece one out of Portland if they keep looking bad for Danilo Gallinari. They Gallo's they're definitely gonna be selling Gallo at the deadline. Like he's they, definitely they they still trying to move Chris Paul. Yeah, but <clears throat> they probably they probably move Stephen Adams too. I just don't know who's gonna who's gonna pick that contract up. They uh. But Gallo is like someone that's definitely drawing attention right now. CP is definitely going to, they got to wait. It's like a wait and see approach. Like Gallo, you know, definitely people are going to want Gallo. But you, you're selling CP if you can. People want CP. It's just they, they're trying to get like crazy amount back for him. And it's, that's, it's not going down like that. A lot of people like will take CP, but that contract is still not something that people want. All right, so we'll, my bad. Technical difficulties, y'all. Uh, so, yeah, what was we saying uh, as far as CP goes? Oh, yeah, I was just saying that uh, watching him this year, it looks like he doesn't affect the game as much as he used to. Yeah, nah, definitely. That's why, like, I, I don't I don't get what, what uh, OKC is uh, trying to do there because I know they're they not trying to keep him there all, all year. It's just like. But it's just if you can if they can get someone to take him, for the right price, what's what's it. the right what what's the right price? Because they was talking about multiple picks and, and good young players like y'all y'all wildin'. Yeah, they gotta they definitely gotta come down on that. Uh, if they could get one pick, <laughs> they should be happy and some cap relief. Y'all could take Dion Waiters. <laughs> uh. How much money he got left on that contract? Never I mind, mean, my that y'all can. That's next anyway. Miami is not taking on that Chris Paul contract. Oh yeah, they're trying to save money for uh, next summer and stuff. Uh, I uh, they definitely gotta come down a little bit on what because people aren't giving them. Three draft picks for CP at this point. I think some cap relief in a pick or some cap relief in a young player. I think I think if if anybody would do it, maybe Dallas. I seen the Bucks were in uh, thinking about it too, and that's somewhere he he wanted to go. But that'll be uh, interesting because you yeah. already you already committed to Eric Bledsoe, and you still got uh, Joe Chill over there, so. Yeah, that would be interesting. Interesting, but that uh, that seems like a team that won't mind giving up a first round pick for this year. Yeah, I could see that. Um, what else? I think what else we got on? I think we pretty much covered a lot uh, already. Yeah. Still keeping an eye out for this whole uh, James Wiseman Chase. Well, they gave Chase Young uh, supposedly four games, but I think that might get uh, put down. NCAA, I really trash. <laughs> Yeah, that's something to watch out for to see uh, what happens with both of those who are going to be both be top picks in the NFL and NBA draft. So, Chase Young, future giant. <laughs> Hopefully, if anything, James Wiseman might be a future Nick too. So, oh God, don't do that to that man! Don't do that to that man! The way the Knicks are looking, so they both don't might be near. They both might be the answers. That we've been looking for on this on this podcast earlier when we talk about New York. Now, I don't know what's there ain't no answer for for, for the Knicks unless they get that front office situation figured out. Well, just like Nick fans, everyone can have some hope. 
Yeah. Um, I don't even know what else I would have to look out for. Uh, well, I'm looking at this Rockets game. The Rockets play the Clippers on Wednesday. So. I mean, that's definitely a good one. Uh, I mean, this uh, game going to be over. What was th- you saying? There's a chance uh, PG might be back this week, so that might be a game he plays in. So should be no, interesting. I'll definitely look out for that. Um, I mean, I'm watching this uh, – 49ers uh, Seahawks game. I actually predicted the Seahawks to win this game last week, but uh, I mean, by the time this podcast come out, this shit gonna be over. Uh, I don't know what else is going on, but keep a, keep an eye out for what the uh, the NCAA does with this whole Wiseman situation and then this Chase Young thing. I guess that's that's all I got. Yeah, but I agree with what you said and. Uh... Like I said, watch out for the uh, Rockets-Clippers game. Should be a good one. It's in Houston. That should be an early test for the Rockets. Yes, sir, for sure, for sure. Um, so, I don't know. I think, I think that's all we got on it. Um, i definitely try to do this again next week, bro. Definitely. Just let me know. You know, we got this coast-to-coast thing going, so it's... Yeah, I might, I might even intro with that theme music as long as we don't get sued. <laughs> We definitely here. For sure, for sure. Well, yeah, it's Nino, it's KK, it's the big picture. Just like that, we out of here.